Today on the Callahan Podcast, we got uh, good news and bad news for Hunter Biden, the ne'er-do-well son of uh, President-elect Joe Biden, the big guy. Uh, you may be going to prison, Hunter. You're in trouble, man. You got some tax issues, some money laundering issues. But if you serve your time in Massachusetts, you'll be first in line for the coronavirus vaccine. That, according to our whack job governor, Charlie Baker. We'll get into both those stories. It's just good to see CNN and MSNBC finally discovered Hunter Biden. Maybe they'll discover the uh, all those foot job videos soon, too. Won't that be something? Patriots and Rams tonight in Thursday night football. And you know what? Things are getting weird in the NFL, which is good for the Patriots. I have a feeling they might just go on a little playoff run. Uh, for uh, uh, in these these final few weeks of the season, we will see. We'll get into all that and much much more with uh, Turtle Boy today on the Callahan podcast. Brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term. And the payment that fits into your budget, get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, assured by insured by NCUA, membership required. Okay, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Wow. Hey, look, I'm uh, I'm watching CNN, uh, Turtle Boy Colin. You know what, I, you know what they're, they're reporting? Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's in trouble. They say Hunter Biden didn't pay his taxes. Hunter Biden may have been involved in money laundering. Wow, this is big news. I I thought I, 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 I thought he was a good kid. That's what Joe said. Debates said he was a good kid. Had a little uh, you know substance abuse issue. He he overcame it, according to Joe, and we moved on. And uh, I was told fifty intelligence sources said it's a Russian disinformation campaign. Um. Were we misled back in September or October before the uh, election? Were we were we lied to by the mainstream media? Are you telling me Hunter Biden is a crook? Jeez, you weren't lied to the mainstream media because they didn't talk about it at all, Jerry. Duh. That's how I was going to say. say. What are you talking about, Jerry? I have no idea. Can you, can you inform me for a second? I, this is my favorite part of yesterday was watching all the uh, you know the mainstream media who smothered this story with all their heart and soul and hopes and it and it worked again you know i congratulate them they got their guy elected they buried the news they are liars and frauds and and, and complete uh, uh, uh partisans it worked they got the guy elected and now they're reporting it like uh, hey look hunter biden you know how they got the story yesterday you know how the story broke joe how? biden released the joe biden broke the story joe biden in the transition team yes uh released a press release saying hunter was uh, under investigation um uh, for tax fraud or for tax uh, affairs investigating his tax affairs um and joe biden released a statement by the way hunter released a statement with joe on the transition team uh you know uh, uh, uh email email from the transition team saying hunter biden's under investigation and Hunter Biden in the, um, in the release from, um, from Hunter, he blames his professional tax advisors. <laughs> he said, I handled my affairs legally and appropriately with the benefit of professional tax advisors. And I heard one lawyer on cable news say, 
that means he's going to blame the, the accountants. That's why, the wouldn't, why wouldn't you blame the accountants? Uh, I guess, I guess he will. He will. Here's, here's the problem he has. And, and you and I, and anybody who you know doesn't watch CNN exclusively or MSNBC, we know what a dirtbag um, Hunter Biden is. Heck, if you're just tuning in and you're not aware of this, there's video out there of Hunter Biden smoking crack while a woman gives him a foot job. That would be a hand job with your feet. And you could see the yeah. video. <laughs> you, could see, yeah. you could see, and, and, and you can't watch it without asking, what if Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump had been caught in this compromising position? It would have been the only news story they did on, on CNN and MSNBC, the Boston Globe, New York. That would have been all they did for a month. Especially. What, I, what, I do, like what I do for a living, obviously, I do a lot of politics, but I do a lot of ratchets. But I do a lot of local guys, you know, some douchebag from Ware or Lawrence that did this and that. Like, none of those people have anything on Hunter Biden. He is a ratchet deluxe. He is the biggest <laughs> dirtbag in history. He, there's also video, and I thought we might have the identity of this young lady by now. Rumors were she was related to him. Uh, there's one story about how he was warned to stay away from his own niece because uh, apparently she's a little party girl too, but, and she's underage. But there's a video. You can see it. I've seen it of Hunter Biden snorting coke off a naked woman's ass. It is the most salacious stuff you could ever imagine. I mean, you just can't make it up what a dirtbag he is. Think of his story. And I said this, uh, whatever, two months ago. Think of all it entails. And if just imagine, and you could do this, Turtle Boy, imagine you're a neutral, unbiased reporter just looking for a good story. You're working wherever, Washington Post, New York Times, and you just want a good story. You're idealistic. And you say, I'm here to break stories. I'm here to bring the news. And you have a story that involves the vice president's son. Now the president-elect's son. It involves China, Russia, Ukraine, hookers, drugs, um, <laughs> crack cocaine, and foot jobs. Um, um, can you explain to us what foot jobs are one more time? <laughs> I, can, I can honestly say, I know I've lived a, a boring life. I've don't, I've never had one. I've never even seen one until I saw the Hunter Biden video. I don't, I don't, sure. look in the right, I don't look in the right places. Uh, I, I, have you, uh, have I seen a foot job before? Yeah. I've, I've stumbled across they've come up on the browser. Yes. They've come up on suggested videos. I don't think I've ever like do? suggested video. <laughs> you use the word job or something. <laughs> well, it's just like you're in the realm. Like you're in the category. Well, is there a reason to, is there algorithm. something that makes it feel better than a, I don't know, a hand job. I can't, I can't really, I don't know. It seems it's like to that. effective. You put anything missing too. Do you put like, what do you do? I don't know. It's weird. Straight away. The only thing missing from the Hunter Biden story would be a Chinese spy sleeping with him and, uh, and, and getting, stealing um, sensitive intelligence. Did he actually bang her? Well, he won't say, which to me, we're talking about Eric Swalwell now because, mm. uh, you know, family man, though. Family uh, man. Eric Swalwell, who's the smarmiest guy in Congress. He know, just he's, so, uh, he's one of those guys you look at and you say, do people really vote for him? Yeah. And he also, he was the leading voice, or one of the leading voices in the Russia hoax, the Ukraine hoax. I mean, he accused Donald Trump of of Jr. of spending time with a Russian spy. The Russian spy 
was set up. She was working for Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS. They set him up saying under the pretense that it was about uh, abortions or, or it was about the campaign. It was about Hillary. So they set him up. She, the woman had dinner with Glenn Simpson the night before she met with Donald Trump Jr. And the night after <laughs> that's, that's how legit this was. They would set the whole thing up. And then they said, Hey, Donald Trump Jr. Was meeting with a Russian spy. This guy Swalwell was dating Boinking a Russian spy. Is there any doubt? I don't. I thought is that confirmed or were they? Just, How do you confirm it? What do you want to do? Like has she alleged? I mean, there's pictures of them together. Is anybody alleged? He's a married man, right? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, it's okay. none of it. None of it is confirmed. But I mean, you How do you confirm it? I mean, yeah. he's not going to admit it. He wouldn't deny it. The guy is in a picture with a hot Asian chick. Doesn't mean he's having sex with her. Okay, yeah, she was with them, and she would bang in two mayors, small yeah. town mayors, hoping the same thing that they would. He was married in 2016. He's married in 2016. He was done with her in 2015. So, oh god, yeah. there you go. So she was the, uh, she's the one that made him realize he wanted to settle down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> makes sense. And, uh, um, but you know, do, you, do what do you think? What do you think? She was known. She was a, her mo as a spy was to get close to up and coming politicians, um, you know, get in, uh, in, in close to them, bundle for them, raise money for them, uh, probably get them in a compromising position. And when they were onto her, she screwed back to China. So she's gone. You're not going to hear from her. She did her job. And, uh, he's just, he said, I think no comment or something when asked about if it was sexual, which means it was, if he, if it wasn't, wouldn't he say no? Yeah, probably. And what did she come back with intelligence? All this guy ever talks about is Russia. (laughs) Russia. (laughs) No, she came back and said, I can only, you can put me in a, you know, put me in the gulag with the Uyghurs. I don't care. I can't, I can't take it anymore. This guy is so annoying. (laughs) You want to talk about a tough job, someone devoted to their country. She had to sleep with Eric Swalwell. Oh my God. God, what? I mean, it could be worse. This, you could be. You could have got Jerry Nadler. <laughs> Imagine that. You could put Jerry Nadler. Oh, Imagine, Imagine if, if, if someone sees him with like a hot young Asian chick. Yeah, you oh, know sure. I'm sure that's true love. <laughs> how, how stupid do you have to be? She was a 30-something-year-old college student. And I think he was warned that she might be uh working for the enemy and but he was you know it was love it was that, love. that says a lot about the fact that they targeted him you know yeah. like they could have picked anybody they're like let's get this idiot here this guy doesn't shut up about russia he'll never suspect you so just go in there and you know get maybe give him a foot job here and there and uh, <laughs> see what you can get out of him <laughs> um think but but again back to my theme that if you were a real reporter if there were any real reporters left think of the the detail, I mean, just the angles you could go on, on you know, hell, throw Swalwell into it. Um, but with, with Hunter Biden, he's now being investigated. Here's the, here's the good news. If you know, if you, if you at least realize what a scumbag Hunter is and w- you wonder if he will ever pay a price when his father got elected because the mainstream media rigged the election. And I mean that they, they suppressed this story and others in hopes of getting their guy elected, it worked. There's one poll that said 9.4% of Democrats of voters who voted for Biden would have voted for Trump if they knew about the Hunter Biden story. 
I have not uh, seen that poll. Where is that poll? And, and, and remember, what's what's the what's the lunatic's name who uh, who taped the the video conversations to? You know, that, that was out last week. He taped CNN's conference calls where the political oh, yeah. director. Is, Chief, yeah. yeah, he request he he has audio of the political director saying, "We are not going to report this story." Right. Yes. We. You know. They. They. It was. And that's just CNN. <clears throat> they never mentioned Tony Bobolinsky's name. It never came out on the air. The business partner of Hunter and Joe who met with Joe, Joe denied it. So in other words, he, you, they caught Joe Biden, the candidate in a lie and a very relevant a lie, very relevant to this story, to the, you know, to China, the big guy was getting a kickback. He denied it and they didn't investigate it. They yeah, I gotta be it. honest though, Jerry, like this whole, like I've never heard of this story thing. I, and I would have voted for Trump if I knew about it. Like, at the same time, it's like, what the hell's wrong with you? How do you not, like, even with all the censorship, you know. we all knew about it. You can figure it out. Like, what's wrong with you? Because they don't, they, they're apathetic voters. You know that. They're not they're really. More, they're like dependent yes. on the mainstream media. If our democracy rests in the hands of morons who can't find the news it on their does. own, democracy have you, have you been paying attention? Yeah. That's the whole reason we the New York reason. Does Trump the new is out and Biden is in is the moron vote. The people that didn't have the you know enough uh, motivation to go to the polls that had to do mail in voting that didn't uh, really care enough to read the news. Yes, the 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 moron vote is huge this year. It is, but it's not like this was hidden. Like everybody was. Yes, talking. it was hidden. It is no, hidden. No, no, it, it was, was hidden. literally it was, hidden. No, no, it was hidden. But the fact that people were talking about it being hidden, like there was enough outrage out there. This should have crossed you. Do you think Tucker Carlson came up on my wife's Facebook feed talking about how this was hidden? It never happened. Like it, it was Facebook. Big tech. It was the election was rigged, and I'm not talking about you know dead people voting. I'm talking about big tech suppressing the yes. news. Here's a fact that we know we believe that Hunter Biden. Let's say under investigation. I believe he's a criminal, but we'll find out. He's under investigation. You were not allowed to, to, to talk about that, tweet about it, because big tech was in control. You couldn't write a, a Facebook post about Tony Bubulinski without it being censored. You couldn't tweet about Hunter without the possibility of you being censored. And the president of the United States was impeached for asking for an investigation. So he said, look into it. There's some real corruption here. That's it. That's why they impeached him. He was impeached, and Mitt Romney voted to impeach him because he said, let's look into this. There's some corruption here. Now we know he was right. There was corruption there. But he'll go down in history as the uh, third president, I believe, ever impeached for that, for yeah. saying look into him. That's the kind of control they had. That's the kind of uh, effort they made to get Biden elected. And again, it worked. Big tech and big media got their guy elected. Hopefully. It won't work that way next time. I mean, as you know, mail-in voting was the key, but maybe it wouldn't have mattered if we know the truth, knew the truth. But here's where I'm confident, or at least optimistic, that maybe Joe uh, Hunter Biden will finally um, face justice. I mean, probably not. We see it all the time with James Comey and and Brennan and these criminals that just never even worry about uh, going to jail because they are, you know, deep state creatures that uh you know have the right allies and and they there's never any Jerry, what about paul manafort and <laughs> um i uh, Somebody I, got a, I got a good friend who is uh heading to prison and the prison he's going to the most famous prisoner there 
was Paul Manafort. Oh. Yeah. Minimum security. Minimum security. I'll, 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 one of these days, I'll give you all the details. It's a pretty interesting story. But some people, you know what? Um, if, I think the most amazing part of that is that Jerry's got a good buddy going to prison. Jerry Boston, next right. thing you know, he's got buddies going to prison. Yeah, he did yes. that just to earn the street cat street. My, uh, my best friend going to prison, and you know what? It's tax related, kind of like Hunter Biden. If Hunter Biden's name were, I don't know, Turtle Boy Biden, if that were his name, he'd be going, or or uh, if it were Hunter Turtle Boy, he'd be going to prison. If he weren't a Biden, there would be no doubt, and I'll tell you why. This. When you are um, indicted for tax crimes, uh, they're not on money laundering also, by the way, according to CNN. You know, that's where you get the big breaking stories from CNN. But consider this. This isn't about something, you know, Tony Bobulinski said or the, the woman who given him the foot job didn't say. It's not like they're relying on that crazy drunken lady at the uh, hearing with Rudy Giuliani. They're not relying on her word. They're not relying on uh, the testimony of a couple other people. They have what they have in black and white. They have, you know, emails. They have documents, documents. And I've seen this in court that you put those documents in front of uh, uh, the jury. They have real impact. You can't say, oh, no, that's not my company or that's no, that's not my money. They have it. They have checks or transfers. It is very compelling evidence in, in, I'm guessing they don't invite uh, indict the uh, president-elect's son if they don't have black and white concrete evidence. And what happens in that case is <clears throat> you don't go to trial. You say, look, Hunter, we got you. We got you nailed. You know, you, you got that three and a half million from the Moscow woman. You didn't pay taxes on it. That is a serious crime. I sat there and listened to a judge lecture you know, my friend, because, um, you know, if, if you don't pay all your taxes, you're stealing from the federal government, you're stealing from the people. And the, the, if, again, if he weren't Hunter Biden, we know he's a child of privilege. We know his father has, has protected him every step of the way. I think, and again, maybe I'm being too optimistic. I think he's going to prison. I do. And that's going to be in the middle of Hunter Biden. Yes. Yes. Because wow. I mean, you have a serious tax evasion charge. Just say, just say again. If you were, if you're you know, reading, you know, fake news. You know, he was a child of privilege. I thought he was going to get away with it because he's a child of privilege. Wasn't that your soliloquy there? Yes, and, but he'll. I'm, I'm saying he'll get. He'll. It'll be a slap. It'll be you know whatever four months. It'll be a small. It'll be much less than Turtle Boy would have gotten for the same crime. I see. Okay, but he will do but something. I don't see how if they have proof that he got just say that payment. He got three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's wife, a a Russian oligarch, a friend of Putin, gave him three and a half million, and he denied it. So if they have proof that he got three and a half million and didn't pay taxes, that's a that's a felony. That's a federal crime. That put you in federal prison for i don't know four months where do you put what, if you, what do you do with three and a half million dollars when you get it where do you put it i'm not, a, uh, I'm not you know I'm what you do if you're joe biden you buy another house that's what you do on the ocean that's what, yeah but there's like but, records of that don't you have to put it in offshore or something like how do you yeah, well i heard peter schweitzer who's a great investigative reporter saying it is a very 
uh, difficult thing to unravel because he's got so many accounts in so many places, offshore accounts and, you know, dummy corporations. The, the, to me, the bright side is he's a moron. He's a coke-addled moron. There's no way he covered all his tracks. I mean, let's be honest. We're dealing with a guy who dropped his laptop off at a repair shop with pictures of him naked, uh, doing coke, getting a foot job, dropped that laptop off, and never picked it up. That That's just not a criminal can't, genius. Can't Joe Biden pardon him? Yes, he can. He can. And he, but will, I mean. That would not be a good look. It'll be a terrible look, but I mean, he'll only be president for what a year, year and a half. What do you? That's I, actually a great bet, right there. Is what? How long will um, he be president for? Under four years, under three, under two, under one, or all four? What would under, you? Do right yeah, now? My over under is a month and a year and a half, eighteen months. That's my over. Which which? How will it end? How will it end? It will end with him. He already revealed how it will end. Remember, he said, "If there's a disagreement, this is something." a rare moment of candor that came out of his deteriorating mind. When he was asked by Jake Tapper, his, his uh, aide, Jake Tapper said, you know, what if you two disagree? Because he said, you know, he and Obama never disagreed on anything that didn't matter. Cause Obama didn't even consult him on anything. He was just insignificant. He told him, you go take care of Ukraine. I'll take care of everything else. That's, did you know the two places? And the first time he disagrees with, and the two places, just a quick aside, the two places where he was assigned to oversee were China and Ukraine, and both places his son made millions. Just a coincidence. Anyway, he said if they disagree, he will come down with some disease and walk away. That's what he said to Jake Tapper. You can get it, Colin, and he did it two weeks ago. It was bizarre. It was a typical uh, Joe Biden answer. It was bizarre, but. And, and and Kamala doing that stupid laugh was like, what? I just feel like he's kind of such a pushover that like when a bunch of people come to him and they're like, Joe, you're, you need to, st- you can't be president anymore. You're losing your mind. He'll just say, oh, okay. Doesn't he, seem like say, that he won't put up a fight. It's a good question though, Turtle Boy. Like what will be the official take? That's what I'm saying. Cause you, you have to do it. Ultimately the president has to make the choice to step down, right? Well, no, they have the 25th Amendment if he loses. They're not going to do the 25th Amendment. Come on. It'll be rumored. That'll, there'll be 25th Amendment rumors, but it'll be something. It's not going to be dementia. They're not going to say he has dementia. They're going to say he has Parkinson's, uh, which is often accompanied by dementia, really, really bad dementia. He'll say his park or he has um, uh, some kind of illness that uh, uh, makes it difficult for him to to function on a day-to-day basis. He'll step down with dignity and she will ascend to the throne. And the, the that's where the, the crazies take over. That's where the, that's the, when the Republicans come back, by the way, that's, uh, that's the best thing that ever happened to the Republican party. The Bar- is that's where the barbarians are inside the gate and all the nut jobs and AOC. Do you celebrate that? Like as far as identity politics goes, if the first, you know, black woman president doesn't get elected, at all. Like she takes and, over and, 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 and 2024. And don't forget terrible. But when she tried to get elected, she was the least popular candidate right. on stage. Even so in her you home. That, you're like, like, this is a great day for progress. A black woman, you know, became president, but ultimately she's Jerry Ford. It's a terrible day. Right? It's a terrible day. She earned nothing. She's uh, nobody supports her. Nobody voted for her. She couldn't even get 1% in her home state. She couldn't get uh, she was uh, not even in the top three choices yeah. among black voters. They liked 
Liz Warren better. It's bizarre, but you're right. It's a good question. Then who does she pick as a vice president? What happens to Joe? And what happens four years? How does, work? How does the Constitution work with that? Because does the vice president then get to pick a new vice president, or is there like a succession order thing? I think I think I don't know. I think she picks him. I think she picks him. But um, there was a situation there, like Nixon's vice president Spiro Agnew. Like he resigned before Nixon did. I don't think there was a vice president at the time. If yeah, I want to say, uh, I believe Nelson Rockefeller was vice president. Yeah, like Jerry Ford was the speaker of the house, and he ascended to the throne. All right, I don't know, I don't know how this works, but we might have a situation like this coming well, up. Uh, Colin will look it up. Figure it out. Colin will look it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyway, anyway, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but yes, he can. He can. Pardon him. It, it'll be a terrible look, especially if we know all the crimes he committed. I mean. General Flynn didn't commit any crimes. This guy committed many, many crimes. And maybe now it's interesting that CNN and the mainstream media who were uh, suppressing the news, you know, so passionately for months to get Joe elected, they got him elected. Will they now cover all the other crimes? Will they ask who the girl in the videotape is? You know, will they, will they look at, uh, uh, you know, all the, the stuff on the laptop, which is, in the possession of the FBI, by the way, will they, will they advance the story is the question or will it be a one day thing? Hunter's Hunter didn't pay his taxes. I got news for you. Money laundering, uh, taking millions, tens of millions from the Chinese and not paying taxes on it is a pretty serious crime. And if, if justice prevails, Hunter's going away for a long time. And you know what? That's probably the best thing for him. If you look at him in that video, he's a he is a. Oh mess. yeah, you can't get drugs in prison, <laughs> especially if you're you a commissary. But you can get foot jobs, Turtle Boy. So you can get foot jobs. <laughs> true. I don't know if you want one. <laughs> but I want to get into. I want to get back to that. But first, let me talk about Well Care Botanicals. You ever wonder what helps you perform at the highest level? Well, the idea of sustaining brilliant energy throughout the day, easily falling asleep and waking up completely refreshed, can seem out of reach sometimes. Why? Well, most people are dealing with lots of responsibilities. They struggle with anxiety. They experience mental and physical pain in their daily life. And the solution to better energy and well-being needs to come directly from nature. That's why Well Care Botanicals is empowering people everywhere to feel better the simple way with pure, organic, quality hemp products full of CBD from flower to bottle. Their team of medical professionals and chemists harvest hemp phytocannabinoids through a zero residual CO2 extraction process to produce the highest potency, giving you a completely organic way to nourish your energy and feel calm. WellCare Botanicals is the future of CBD, affordably accessible and better for you than ever. Well-being starts with WellCare. Order your WellCare Botanicals at wellcarebotanicals.com or call 888-211-2011 today. Use code Callahan for 20% off. You weren't here yesterday. Shattuck and I talked about Swalwell, which is just incredible. It is. Uh, I love the, by the, way, the Tucker graphics with Swalwell are but, so good. I who shagged me. I who shagged me. Who, <laughs> and he is, he's like our elected officials in Massachusetts. You look at him, you say, who could ever vote for him? But I guess you'd say the same thing about like Liz Warren or James McGovern. And it is amazing. But so he goes out yesterday, he goes on his you know favorite network, CNN, and says that uh, this is all a setup or 
this is uh you know the work of the uh the the trump administration trying to make him look bad and i'm going what you've been you're you're sleeping with a chinese spy and you think it's a setup yeah it is by the chinese government you moron and he's on the house intelligence committee he must have shared with her so much without even knowing it i mean like i said yesterday in bed you know, with a candle lit and a bottle of wine, she got him in a very vulnerable, vulnerable position. She must have got from him everything she wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, what, her. I mean, she loves him a long time, Jerry. <laughs> loves, loves, loves him. That's another meme out there. Loves him long time, and then the next day, you know, it's like a like a movie. He wakes up, she's gone. There's a little note saying it's been fun, and she's back. Back in Beijing before he knows what hit him. Which Asian person do you think the Boston Globe is going to pay more attention to, Jerry? This this Chinese spy or the chick who gave Bob Kraft a handjob? Oh, that's a good question. We all know the answer to that question. Are they, are they determined to find the video of Swalwell's? Do they want no, to see Swalwell's wiener? No interest in that. Yeah. It was fun watching the Boston Globe write about this, too, because they wanted nothing more than to see Kraft's penis. That was like the goal, the whole... And the whole staff, the editorial staff, the ownership, Linda Pizzuti, John Henry, was so determined to get their hands on a video of Bob Kraft naked, and they failed. And they, and then the women got punished, and Kraft didn't, which you knew would send the globe, all the globies, into uh, into fits of, of and 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 it did. They were just, they're so upset that Kraft got away with it. A two consenting adults had uh, a little. Yeah, a little you know contact, sexual contact in a private in a room, and and the Globe thought it was the biggest story since you know nine eleven. I'll tell you what, Jared. Do you know we're being actively censored right now as we speak? This uh, stream, the the, uh, the comments are not showing up in the stream, and the number of people watching is is down, and something's going. We might need to get a new platform because I don't know if you saw forty eight states are suing Facebook. That's what I've been working on. Uh, that's why I'm gone here. I'm trying to figure out if there was a technical issue because we are about uh, seven times less than we would normally be in terms of view. Well, well we didn't. We got censored the other day, and you'll understand this one, Turtle Boy, for talking about Pete Davidson. Yes. You know, I could see why because we're the only people talking about Pete Davidson, as you said. No, the numbers went down because no one cares about Pete Davidson. Yeah, no one. No one's oh, mentioned. No one mentioned Pete Davidson. But what 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 did we do today? We well, this, I, I think we just talked about Hunter Biden right out the top is what i i don't know what do you you're more experienced with this stuff i was trying to figure it out i thought it was a technical thing i rebooted the whole thing on my end that's what i was doing so facebook is uh monitoring us or censoring us for talking about you know like the biggest story of the day hunter biden's under yeah. investigation it's the only well, thing i can come up with we can broadcast and like we can see on our end the comments coming in but if you're actually watching on facebook the, those comments are not showing up. Yeah. Wow. So people are writing in comments. They're just not showing up. It's freaking crazy. Well, you might know better than I do because I'm a, a moron when it comes to this. And so is Colin. A. He's a moron when it comes to anything. But what we were talking about going on Rumble. What do you think of that? Does Rum, is it for real? Is it a genuine alternative to, no. to YouTube? It is not a gay dating app. Rumble? <laughs> Rumble is the alternative to YouTube, which okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, people do it. I mean, why not just do YouTube? We do, do YouTube, dummy. You've kept up with the news. YouTube is doing more censoring than anyone. True. YouTube, YouTube came down with new rules yesterday that they they will take down any video about election fraud, about voter fraud, questioning the outcome of the election. Now, eighteen states are suing 
these swing states that uh, we know stole the election for Biden. We know, oh, I'm, I'm gone. We're gone. We're off. Uh, we're off YouTube now. I just said uh, they stole the election. If you All say, right. if you say Biden stole the election, you get yanked off of YouTube. That's the That's point you reached. That's true. So, we, haven't got, we haven't gotten one complaint off of YouTube though throughout this process. Facebook has been a has been a little bit of an issue for us, unfortunately. And it's going to get worse. I mean, that's yeah. people voted for censorship. You know, they voted for big tech. They voted for big media. They voted for censorship, and we're going to get it. And they didn't try to hide it either. They literally ran on that platform of like Donald Trump. Kamala Harris's big thing was Donald Trump should be banned from Twitter. Yes. <laughs> she, she wants the president, and he will be when he leaves office. Twitter's going to ban him, which will be wild. Which will be awful and for their fucking um, bottom line. You know, people, they don't care. They're zealots. They don't care. They want to stop him still. But I'm serious. Is, is, is Rumble an up and coming, uh, alternative to youtube is no. it a viable alternative to youtube it's like parlor you know is it a is parlor a viable alternative to twitter yeah or but parlor got like a really effective media bump from the conservative circles and it was like really well timed everything was in unison rumble has just come out of nowhere it's like a bongino side project but yesterday don't you think was a big day for rumble because youtube came down with these new rules and banned it's like hundreds or thousands of videos taken down because people questioned the outcome of the election and they will not stand for that. I mean, there's thousands of videos questioning the outcome of the 2016 election because, you know, Russia, but you can't question the outcome of the 2020 election, even though we have, we have you know all kinds of examples of voter fraud. They won't allow it. That's, you know, that's their policy. And they've been, they've been emboldened by the results of the election. So they're going to take you down. If you mention election fraud, voter fraud, Again, I just mentioned it, so we're in trouble on YouTube. Now, there's some rules that, like, you can't. You can mention two out of three things. Tim Pool tweeted it out. I saw it. I saw the rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't say yeah. that Trump won because. I mean, yeah, Trump. You can say it was fraud. You just can't say that Trump lost because of because fraud. of it, right? Yeah, right. But, but why would you care about it if it didn't affect the outcome? I mean, unbelievable. There's always voter fraud. That's the biggest lie of this whole story. This this. This, this, of the last two months is there was no voter fraud. You can't say that. We know there was. It's been proven. The only question is, was there enough to swing the election? And I don't think so. I don't think they're going, you know, God bless all these attorney generals, attorneys general for trying, but they're not going to overturn the election, but they're never going to convince, you know, at least anyone who's paying attention that there was no voter fraud. Of course there was voter fraud. Read Ann Coulter from yesterday. She makes a, she does the history of voter fraud, and it's all by Democrats, and it's all in big cities, and sometimes it swings elections. It is a major problem, but it works in the favor of the right people and the people the media is rooting for, so you don't hear much about it. And if you do, Google, which owns YouTube, will censor you. It is scary. So why don't you... Why don't you do a little research for us, Turtle Boy? Find out if Rumble's a, a, is a legit alternative. I mean, I'll check it out, but it's all just about people. Like, the reason we do it on Facebook is this is where all the people are. You want to go where the people are. You know, like, if people aren't on Rumble, then what's it worth? Well, won't, the, the question is, will they go to Rumble? You know, will they? No, because Rumble, Rumble's so obscure right now. I mean, look at just what's happening, though. Even in the last, you know, the last 90 days. Look at, like, Newsmax beat Fox News in the ratings last week. Newsmax. I know that was big news. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly beat, was it Martha McCallum? He beat her. You know what? Fox news took a hit 
when they declared Arizona for Biden and they was, I mean, he barely won that state. But like they're they, so lucky that Biden that winning by ten thousand. That was the closest state. And they allowed that snake Chris Wallace to do the things he did. And you see what Chris Wallace did the other day. Now I don't I I'm one of those I can't stand them and when they uh promote Fox News Sunday his show, I can't turn it off fast enough. I can't look at his face. Um but Chris Wallace had a guest on the other day who referred to, I forget who it was, referred to Joe Biden as vice president. And he corrected him and said, that's president-elect Joe Biden. Oh, he, insists, he insists his guests call Biden president-elect, not vice president. So that's what kind of fanatic he is, what kind of uh, snake. I, think, I, I actually think Chris Wallace got away with being kind of like a part of Fox News for far too long. Like when I know, he did. He, I, I, well, I don't say I was fooled. I just thought he was fairly neutral. But he, he, we saw his true colors, man. He is a part. But nobody, nobody looks at your local Fox affiliate as Fox News. Chris Wallace has been on your local Fox affiliate basically only. He does little like live hits on Fox News every now and then, but he's on he's on the local stations every Sunday. So he, he really yeah. never should have like been in that. <laughs> he was always catering to that crowd, you know. But they, they, he's also on Fox News. They replay it. And he made, especially during election time, he's one of their experts on their panels. And he's so smarmy. Yeah, do you think they'd ever put Tucker Carlson on on uh, Fox affiliates on Sunday morning? No, they should. They should. Fox, I mean, Tucker has maintained his ratings and he will continue to maintain his ratings. He's the leader of the resistance. Wouldn't you, if you could pick one person now that Biden and you know everybody uh, takes over, big tech, big media, <clears throat> Hollywood, <clears throat> they all won. Mm-hmm. Who would you call the leader of the resistance? Right? Oh, it's Tucker Carlson. But at the same time, there's even people on the right that think Tucker Carlson's not MAGA enough. Like there are people oh, that he's, like, he's a sellout because he said mean things about what's her name? That crazy Southern lawyer there. Uh, yeah, Sidney you know, Powell. Yeah. Her, yeah. Like he, he, he wasn't, he's not crazy enough about Trump. There is, I mean, there's people out there telling Republicans not to vote for Kelly Loeffler and, and David Perdue. People like Lynn Wood are out there saying, don't, they haven't earned your vote. What the hell's wrong with these people? I mean, no, I, I don't think they're going to be very effective. I think the Republicans will turn out unless Stacey Abrams. I mean, I heard Newt Gingrich say this. And he's right. If, if Stacey Abrams can get enough uh, illegal votes, enough uh, fraud like she did last time, they could win. But if it's on the level at any, at any if it's on the level, Republicans will win that uh, that campaign to not vote. I, I, I don't hate anybody as much as I hate those people. I thought I hated libertarians. Right. I hate the diehard MAGA people telling you not to vote because with, what have the Republicans of the Senate done for you? Do you idiots realize what they're going to do if they get the Senate? They're going to make the first thing is D.C. becomes a state. Then Northern California becomes a state. They're going to take every they're going to make a bunch of states and they're going to make sure that each of those states gets two Democratic senators. Then they can have the power to pack the Supreme Court. They can do it. The damage will be irreparable. Like our country's. There's no question. But McConnell may control the Senate. I don't feel like it's a very effective campaign. I think it's overblown. I, I think more people now are inspired or motivated to vote just because those people the lynn woods i think mike lindell was supporting lynn wood also in this but there's also time to change your mind and say screw that this is more important let's get these republicans in let's not lose the senate because you're going to get the house back in two years and there's a good chance you get the the white house back in four years if it's biden and harris does anyone think those those two together are going to be a real effective uh who's going to win re-election of those two 
Uh, they're not. I, I, I'm calm. Well, it depends who the nominee. Biden is not going to win re-election, and Kamala Harris cannot win a presidential election. No, no question. I think because he's not MAGA enough, makes him more viable as the as the leader of the resistance. Because you, you don't want to be too married to MAGA. There's a right. lot. He's his own man. That's what people like about Tucker. He's his own man. Hannity's the MAGA leader. Yeah, Hannity's Tucker's the leader of the resistance. There's there's a difference. And if and all the candidates except for Don Jr. have to be their own man. You know, all the the Tom Cottons and Ron DeSantis and Christy Gnomes, they have they can't be two MAGA. The MAGA guy's Don Jr. And they're and we're gonna there's the MAGA's gonna end now. I don't think Don Jr. or Don Sr. is gonna be the nominee in four years. It's gonna be someone else who uh adopts Trump's policies but doesn't, you know, have the red hat and doesn't tweet stupid stuff and doesn't say crazy stuff and you know, that will be good for all of us, don't you think? I hope so. That that person is not named Nikki Haley, so if she's the answer, then we're in trouble, Jerry. No, no, there's I think that that the resistance is anti establishment. The establishment is, you know, Nikki Haley or whatever, Jeb Bush or you know, Mitt Romney, I don't know. They, become the establishment rather quickly. Remember we like that guy? He's who? just another one. Dan Crenshaw. Yes, we'll see. He's pro war, which is not a good look, but I guess if you you know, if you're Dan Prince, you can't be pro war. I mean, this is the big thing. We've taken the Republican Party. We're no longer the party of, you know, we're the party of America first now. That's the Republic, the working class America first party. That's the Republican Party now. The, the problem is because Biden won, big tech gets stronger, more influential, big media gets stronger and more influential. It's going to be hard to slay that dragon the next four years because they got. You know, they got nobody, you know, we're taking them on now. It was a great day. November 4 was a great day for uh, Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, and YouTube, and Google, and the rest of them. Sadly, bad day for America. Big, big day. Great day for big tech. Speaking of big days, Turtle Boy, we're going to get to yours. You were in court yesterday, and and you have a big blog we're going to talk about coming up. But I, I think you and I should both take the time, take a moment to congratulate um Andrew Cuomo and Charlie Baker, who got honored last night, virtually, of course, virtually, of course, uh, there was no ceremony, sadly, but the Kennedy Institute, which I believe is right here in, in Boston, um, the Kennedy, it's this boondoggle tax money went to honor, you know, Ted Kennedy because of his wonderful career of debauchery and, you know, manslaughter and everything else he did in his 45 years in the Senate. But they honored um, Cuomo and Charlie Baker with uh, the Edward M. Kennedy Institute Award for Inspired Leadership. Oh, very inspired. Yeah. Throw a bunch of people in a nursing home that are sick. That's all you have to do, apparently. That's- is this, I don't know what this is, Upside Down World? Is this Orwell? Is this 1984? Am I living in some kind of bizarro, surreal, dystopian nightmare? You're telling me there are enough people here, and I guess they're located in Boston, but they got to be all over the country, who look at this and say, two great leaders, Charlie, and I, I hate to include Charlie Baker in this as much as I can't stand him and as much as he's he's done an awful, terrible, rotten, very bad job in Massachusetts, he can't hold a candle to Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo literally killed tens of thousands of senior citizens, literally has the highest death toll, death rate in the world, right there with New Jersey. They go back and forth, but the highest death rate in the world, not in the country, in the world. 
and he's being honored by the Kennedy Institute for leadership for inspired leadership. And he's, he tweeted out a, uh, you know, a congrats, uh, whatever, a thank you to everybody. It's an honor to be honored and be up on stage virtually with Charlie Baker. All Baker did was destroy, you know, 10,000 small businesses. Cuomo did that. Plus he killed thousands of seniors and we've gone over the details. We've had Janice Dean on the podcast. I don't have to remind our listeners what a monster he is, but he got an award. This is just, we're living in bizarre, bizarre times. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, uh, big retail week. We had Black Friday into Cyber Monday. How'd that impact the market? Well, Dave, obviously people are less apt to go out and shop, but the people that did bought more, 50% more than they did last year. It's called the conversion rate. So again, positive news on the retail front. On Monday, we had Cyber Monday, record numbers again. The consumer isn't dead. The consumer is spending, and that's a positive for the stock market. All right, so you can get this and a lot more information if you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. You put out a weekly blog each and every week diving into this in detail. And what we do too, Dave, is we try to tell people what to avoid going forward. And I would say this to you, the fear of missing out trade. Don't be that person, folks. Don't go out there and invest because your neighbor is doing that or buying the hot stock. There's a lot of risk out there, Dave, and there still is. Remember, the pandemic is still here for the next three weeks, three months, excuse me, and that's here to stay. Geopolitical risk. There's a number of risks out there. Do not chase this market. You'll pay for it. Nobody says fear of missing out more than Dave McDonough. So you don't want the FOMO. Go get flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get the captain's blog delivered to your email each and every week. Video, audio, written, all the good stuff right there. Dave McDonough, thanks for joining me, my friend. Hey, my pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL, financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. But congratulations to them. By the way, Charlie Baker yesterday, maybe this clinched the award for him. This could be it, Turtle Boy. In, in yesterday, did you see the big news yesterday, what Charlie did? What? He announced that, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, vaccine's coming. In fact, it's already here. As I told you yesterday, I got a flu shot at CVS, and the woman said they're ready to go and bring the vaccine to nursing homes. That's one of their... You know, the people at CBS are going to go to area nursing homes and assisted living facilities, which is what they should do. But but the old folks who are, you know, been trapped in their nursing homes for 10 months, who are probably all confused and dying and lonely. And, and, and I mean, these people are real victims here. They got to wait. They got to wait because, uh, you know lots of prisoners. Give me a prisoner in Massachusetts, a real bad one. I'm thinking of Jerry Remy. Jared Remy. <laughs> Jared Remy. Excellent choice. Thanks. Jared Remy, convicted murderer. I was thinking Charles James, who uh convicted murderer. Um, lots of convict they go first. So that old lady in the nursing home down the street who has been trapped in a room for nine months and who doesn't know what day it is anymore, she's so confused. She'll we'll we'll get to her. But she's got to wait because Charlie Baker made an announcement. And this is uh, from the Boston Herald. Here's your headline in the Boston Herald. Prisoners to get first crack at coronavirus vaccine under Charlie Baker's plan. And I'm dead serious. I know people say this all the time. I read it twice. I'm, I'm like, did they misunderstand what Charlie said? Here's your, here's your lead. Prisoners are heading to the front of the line under Charlie Baker's vaccination plan a politically risky move that could be unpopular with the public. Could be. Oh. 
Is this just kind of like a formality, though, because they wanted like prisoners are technically a part of a group like people who congregate right in shelters, nursing homes, things like that. And prisoners are just a part of that group. Right. So this is kind of the Boston Herald latching on to that aspect of it. And it's really just a formality. And protecting prisoners, Brett Jerry, also means you're protecting COs. Keep that in mind. It also means they have to stay because if they get coronavirus, all the nut jobs like Ayanna Presley, my crazy congressperson, she wants the doors to the prisons open because yes. of coronavirus. Yeah. So she wants to send diseased criminals back into the community. That's her plan yeah. to, yeah. you know. And, and that's literally how she met her husband. <laughs> her husband was a, was a convict. She wants everybody to have the same love that she has. Can you convicts and criminals. Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's all she cares about. If you see her tweets, it's everything is racial yeah. and everything is. Uh, let's help the you know the the worst of the worst in our in our uh, communities. Here's uh, back to the Herald. The governor's plan released on Wednesday puts prison and jail inmates and homeless people among the first to be given doses of the vaccine as soon as it becomes approved by the FDA. <laughs> Under Baker's plan, child molesters, rapists, and murderers will be getting the vaccine before the general public or even before people 65 and older. That's I mean, how long do you have to wait? I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm not getting the vaccine. You guys getting the vaccine? Um, I, I will eventually, but I'm in no rush. You know, you know I, I'm not getting the vaccine because I'm not getting the vaccine for the cold either. I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. If I, I, got, I got a flu shot the other day because I was sitting in CVS. They had a sign said, you want a flu shot? I said, sure. I mean, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, I'm not in favor of forcing people to get the vaccine because I don't see why. Can you help me out here? You're pretty sharp when it comes to this stuff. If I get the vaccine and you know, my wife gets it and why do I care if you do? Yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're safe. I, I, that's the whole point. I'm vaccinated. We've made fun of anti-vaxxers for years, and you know, because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. But the more I think about it, right? If your kid is vaccinated, then what do you care if some other kid's not? I don't know. We uh, Shattuck said it's like when the illegal immigrants came into LA with smallpox, and mm-hmm. you know, they spread smallpox for the first time in whatever a hundred years. That that y- you don't want that. And I'm thinking, I will. I understand you don't want that overwhelming your hospitals with smallpox uh, uh, people, illegal immigrants with smallpox, and you don't want uh, the hospitals overwhelmed with coronavirus patients. But I think we've learned, as you've 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 learned <clears throat> better than anyone, that that's, that's the biggest hoax ever. That is the biggest hoax of this all. This overwhelming the hospitals nonsense, and then you, people see it on the news and like they'll find some nurse that'll tell you, "Oh my God, we're so overstressed." There's this woman that went viral yesterday on Twitter. Right. I retweeted her. She's, a, she's from Brown University. She tweets a, video, a picture of herself. Uh, I'm so tired. This is the face of me. Are, uh, are we still on Facebook? Because I'll have Colin and pop that up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab it right now. Yeah, we're yeah, still on Facebook. And we actually we got a boost, so we might be back on target. Yeah, yeah. The best part about that tweet is her face. She tweets a picture of her face with a real tired look. Yes. She's really uh, she's so tired. She's, she's so tired. really putting on a show. Look how tired I am. And what's the goal? What are you supposed to do when you see the nurses are that tired? Are you supposed to just 
feel bad stay for home. you? Just stay home and put on your oh. mask. That's the oh, goal. Okay, right. Stay home. She says, to Rebecca Carb, she says, last night, one of my many patients with COVID told me she had a large Thanksgiving dinner with family, 22 people. The day after, one family member tested positive. Since then, according to my patient, all 22 people have developed symptoms, some severe. We are so tired. So basically, it's a doctor telling you, how dare you see your family on Thanksgiving? You did. Look at me. I'm look tired. At, look at the I'm bags. So look at the bags under her eyes. That's yeah, serious. Look. look um, and then CNN, because I, I tweeted this out, and it's like the problem isn't just this woman. The problem is the blue check mark from CNN there responding and saying, um, "Hey, I work at CNN and would like to chat about." Like that's the that's how they find their news. Some virtue signaling nurse, you know, goes viral on Twitter. It's like, "Ooh, I got a story because this fits my agenda." Nurses are tired and they're overworked. But I got a story coming out today, Jerry. I got an internal email from Brigham Brigham Women's Hospital BWH. Uh, specifically saying that only 20% of their ICU beds are, are currently occupied. They're lying to you. This is all a lie. Nothing is being overwhelmed. But it's, it's a lie. And it's been, but we've heard that since April with it. The reason you have, <clears throat> the reason you have to do what you're told, even if it's just puts you at jeopardy, you know, like not wearing a mask um, is because you can't overwhelm the hospitals. And if you follow, you know, Alex Barrett's and Jordan Schachtel, they keep up on all their percentages <clears throat> and there's been no, there's been no, I see you overwhelmed. Correct. No, there's nothing that's never happened ever. I mean, we saw the comfort ship in New York that wasn't used. We saw the Javits center, which wasn't used. Even by that tent in Central Park across the street from uh, the, the hospital there on uh, Mount Sinai in Manhattan, never used, never used. And now there's, I mean, there's, a lot of hospital. There's a lot of cases, but not nearly as many seriously ill patients or patients on in, uh, on ventilators or dying because of the uh, therapeutics and the you know all we've learned in the last six eight months. So if you hear that they, they're afraid of overwhelming hospitals, you can be pretty sure it's just a scare tactic. Uh, correct. That's all it is. This is literally, they're falling for the same nonsense all over again and using it to shut down. And you know what, Jerry, I've taken some shit for this, but that like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Tucker. I'm a guy. I marched to the beat of my own drum. Charlie Baker has resisted er, the urge from, uh, you know, a huge push from liberals to close this state down completely, do it all over again. And he knows, I think he realizes he fucked up and I think he realizes I, I can't do that again. So what does he do? He tries to throw them a bone by coming up with these ridiculous new rules where, okay, so we're not going to close the restaurants, but you just have to have the mask on, while, you know, while, <laughs> while you order. Okay. It That's is. And then, I mean, it, you're right in that, I mean, this, what he did yesterday was a, he was throwing a bone. He was placating the crazy lefties. He loves to do that. That's why I wish at some point people would stop calling him a Republican. It annoys me. There's nothing Republican about him. Hell, in the story I just read to you, he was being uh, um, admonished by Jared Polis, a Democrat governor of Cal uh, Colorado, who said that'll never happen in his state. Uh, there's no way prisoners are going to get it before members of the vulnerable population. There's a Democrat in Colorado who is uh, taking issue with, with uh, Baker, but Baker is such a pandering puke. He doesn't have a, a genuine conviction in his body. He has no real you know, heartfelt uh, 
uh, uh, you know, feelings about anything. He just does puts his finger in the wind and he's afraid of the globe, but he's afraid of Ayanna Presley. He's afraid of the, the hard left who controls the state. So he says, you know what? We'll give the prisoners the, the, the shot first. And then when they want him to shut everything down, he says, you know what? How about we just, we, we cut back instead of 10 people in a restaurant, we'll have, um, we'll have six. And instead of 50% capacity, how about 40? If you no were in Jerry, this to me, this new rule it just it does it didn't placate the liberals. They're still mad about it. And if you are a waitress and you came to a table, I would tip my waitress more if she was cool about the mask thing. If she like didn't bust our balls, like if we had our mask down and she came up and she's like, Don't worry about that, don't worry about that. I'd tip her 30, 40%. You know, like I'd tip her real good as a sign. So you're almost incentivizing waitresses now to be cool. No? I can't believe they can even find enough waitresses. It's, it's, I mean, the job is tough and the, they can't be making much. And I was, I told the story the other night I was out for uh, at last call for the first time in like 20 years. I had him say, Hey, last call. What do you want? I'm like, really? It was nine 15 and they were calling last call, but then we finish pay the check. Um, and I get up and the doors 10 feet away and we're walking out in uh, this place, the tavern on the square by the, by the garden walking out, and the and the uh the host guy was standing at the podium at the front. So sir, sir, and I go what? I like I forgot something. And he goes, uh, mask. You got in a mask. And I mean, I had my little thing, and I go, I'm literally four feet from being outside, no one around me. And he's got you got to get your, get your mask on. I'm going. But, uh, but you're leaving. What are they going to kick I'm you out? Leaving, heading out into the night with everybody else. Mm. This stupid curfew makes everyone eat together and everyone leave together which I would think would not be uh, the curfew, curfew didn't fix coronavirus, Jerry. Hard to believe. You know why? Cause it's too late. It's nine 30. It should be eight 30 or maybe seven 30. Uh, oh, cause thinking, it ain't like savings. Six 30 or five 30. Right, if they right. did it, you know, curfew were five, thir- four 30, then mm-hmm. we would solve this problem. But his new rule and these new rules are so ridiculous. Again, my heart breaks for restaurant owners, gym owners, small business people who are just getting jerked around by this petty tyrant in Massachusetts, just like they're getting jerked around by all the Democrat petty tyrants everywhere. Now, when you go to the gym, you can't take your mask off at all. So during cardio, like I tried it yesterday for like 10 seconds. It ain't going to work. I don't know. I like blow, you know, I blow, I blow my nose when I'm running. You know what I mean? I drink a lot of water. Obviously I'm going to have to do that or else literally my freaking mask will just be covered in snot and like, it's talk about unhealthy. It's like, how is is. that healthy? (laughs) There's nothing healthy about it. It's all performative art. It's all just for show. But now you can go to the gym. They they have certain, they've cut back the hours to the gym. I go to, they cut back their hours and you have to sign up for a piece of equipment. So if you go there and you do the, whatever the elliptical and you signed up for it, you're good. But then if you turn around and you, uh, whatever, try to jump on one of the machines and, you know, whatever, do weights. And you didn't sign up for that particular piece of equipment. They're right there. said, sir, uh, you can't use that. Well, there's no one on it. Well, you didn't sign up for it. It's just ridiculous, arbitrary rules, not from the gyms, not their fault. It's from the state. It's from this, this, our, our a-hole uh, governor. And so now when you're working out, working out hard on the treadmill or elliptical, you have to leave your mask on the whole time. <laughs> That does nothing. It saves no lives. It does no good. It doesn't flatten the curve or stop the spread, but somehow it makes the right people feel good, I guess. But anyway, I want to get to the uh, big game tonight. And can I just say I'm loving, I'm enjoying the hell out of the NFL season. I love it too. 
their games on like when you don't even expect it Monday afternoon, turn on this, a game Tuesday nights, a game like awesome. You know, it's somehow the NFL once again has done it right. When you're sitting there, I completely ignored baseball. I know you did too. I completely ignored that little summer league tournament. The NBA had didn't know when it was on. Didn't really care, but football somehow things have fallen into place. The, the, the playoff race is shaping up to be great. The games are, are, are competitive and, and, you know, lots of guys opted out, but most didn't. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I uh, can't wait for tonight. Big game, big game. But first, I'm going to tell you about Shake Concrete. Yes, sir. You know all about Shake Concrete. But I'm going to remind you, homeowners and home builders, that my brother in law, Greg, and all the great people at Shake Concrete have a huge selection of precast concrete steps. That's right. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home. They're available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. They all are awesome, and they can all improve the look and the value of your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front end search of your home. That's the place people go first. Up your front steps, and having a nice set of front steps is key. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours, just like that. Your house looks better and is worth more, and you don't have to do anything. They do all the work. Give them a call or log on to SheaConcrete.com and learn all about Shea Concrete's precast concrete steps. All right, Rams at, I mean, Patriots at Rams. And uh, it's five points. I just looked up the line, five points. And you know why? I like the Patriots. I mean, I'm not going to say because they're going to control the ball and run the ball and stop the run. Is here's probably a stupid take, but when things get weird, Belichick wins. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's this, you could prove me wrong, but it feels like when things are weird, he's the best. His team's the best at, overcoming the whatever the adversity or the weirdness and right now it's thursday night which is weird um they just played sunday in the same city in the same stadium there's no fans this bizarre new stadium with a roof but no walls things are weird and normal teams i don't know teams like the la chargers anthony lynn teams like the the new york jets they would say have an excuse to lose and they would wilt and they would fail Belichick, and I'm going to guess I could improve. I could prove this with numbers if you gave me a minute, but I'm going to guess when things are really weird, Belichick tends to prevail. And right now, it's a strange night. It's it's coronavirus. It's no fans. It's staying in the same city, practicing in the same place for a week, and playing the other LA team four days after you played the Chargers. Um, that's not anything you want to hang your hat on, but it just feels to me like Belichick wins when things get weird. And right now things are weird. I think Belichick, right. I mean, first of all, Belichick owns quarterbacks like Jared Goff. Like if you right. look at the teams that beat us this year, it's the stud quarterbacks, you know, uh, Kyler, uh, not Kyler Murray, um, uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's who beat the Patriots. I mean, even Jimmy G beat the Patriots. That was the worst game of the year. But when you look at who the Patriots have beaten, five of our six wins are against teams with winning records. The only team that has a losing record that the Patriots beat is the Jets. So they 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 step up for these big games. I don't think they're going to lose this. I think they're going to beat the Rams tonight. And then what? 
then what? I, I think if, yeah, you know what? You're right. It'll get so when you think about it. I, I just looked this. They have a thirteen, uh, thirteen or fourteen percent chance of making the playoffs right now. But if they win, it goes to twenty eight percent. Right. If if they win, they have a winning record, and if they win, they have the same amount of wins as Tom Brady. But if they win. They're seven and six, correct? Yeah, because if, if we win, you have to assume Miami's going to lose to the Chiefs this weekend, and then they would be eight and six. Or no, they'd be they'd be eight and five, and we would be seven and six. And we play them the week after. If we beat them in that game, then we surpass them in the standings. We're in the playoffs already at that point. How many points would you say the Patriots scored because of just horrible coaching last week? Like, how many points would you allocate of, of what they what they put up? 40? Is that what That's a good question. I'll bet you somebody online somewhere uh, uh, makes it uh, and quantifies that and gives you a number of coaching, you know, coaching wins or the coaching advantage. But that was the, the Anthony Lynn's, that was the worst coaching day. I realized, you know, Anthony, you know, Adam Gates is terrible and there's some bad coaches. But when you consider the mistakes they made, and we went over the Monday, you know, 12 men on the field, 10 men on the field, you know, hands to the face in you know, on fourth down or on uh, yeah, on fourth down, <laughs> excuse me, um, when they get a first down. Um, it, it, it was just one stupid mistake after another, just special teams let down after special teams let down. He has this young stud quarterback, and he just looks like he's in terrible hands. You can't fire that guy fast enough if you're the uh, if you're Dean Spanos, the Chargers owner, because you need someone to help uh, Justin Herbert uh, get uh, you know get it right. How many points? I would say three touchdowns. Belichick over Anthony Lynn, three touchdowns. So we're playing the best defense basically in the league with the best. Uh, you know, probably you could almost say Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. Yeah. You put up a fight again. I mean, you know, obviously he's not. Uh, What's his name there? The Chiefs quarterback, but he, he's the best defensive player in the league. Clearly, bad coaching plus that. They're, I'm not going to say they're going to get spoke, smoked, but it's, we're not going to win the game. We're definitely not going to win. You don't think we're going to win the game? No, we're not going to win the game. You're a freaking idiot. You know, no. you, don't, you know what you're talking about. That, but this, the, the Rams, they're obviously a good they, team. They have a good coach. You, go, you must admit, you're not going against Anthony Lynn again. Yeah. No, but I mean, we beat like we get up for these big games. I mean, John Harbaugh's a good coach, isn't he? What do we do to Baltimore? Wax them. We're gonna we're, the Patriots get up for these big games, and I got news for you. Like you don't want to face the Patriots in the playoffs if they're a ten and six team. Are if Patriots put it this way, Patriots go into Pittsburgh, right? First game of the playoffs, right? If, they, if they're the two seed and we're the seven, who wins that game? Patriots go into Pittsburgh. Yeah, you think? Are you afraid of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Here's, here's the problem you have um, if you are the Patriots, and uh, with the way they play right now. I mean, I said this the other day. There's no high school football in Massachusetts because, you know, the virus. Yes. But you have a professional team that plays high school football. They have a quarterback who runs, uh, who throws, you know, completes 12 passes a game, on, you know, when he has to. That kind of team, that kind of football is hard to play when you get down 10, 12, 14 points. So if the Rams go up two touchdowns, you're going to have to drop back and throw, you know, on first down, second down with Cam Newton. He'll throw a pick. He'll get sacked. How are, how are the Rams going to go up two touchdowns? I'm just giving you a hypothetical. They, you know how they would do it? I would say they'd score two touchdowns. Yeah. Then Jared Goff is going to come out and set the world on fire. That's what Jared Goff does. Come on, Steph Gilmore is going to – it's not going to happen. That's not the quarterback that Jared Goff is. It's never been the quarterback that he are is. You, why are you such a homer this year? Like, why no. – it's it's literally just a toss-up. So, it's just – it's. I mean, but for you to just say, oh, no, they're going to win easily. toss-up. The Rams are favored. And if they get a lead – 
then the Patriots have to throw. I mean, obviously Cam Newton could do the little run pass options all day, but they're going to have to drop back and throw if the Rams go up two touchdowns. And That's I don't not think true. Look at the Buffalo. How much was Buffalo beating us by in that game? They were winning by two touchdowns, weren't they? We crawl, we crawl back into that game by doing what we always do. Just give the ball to Damian Harris, let people run all over them. I mean, this is an interesting team. They're a competitive team. It's fun to watch them. I'm like really looking forward to a Thursday night game with the Patriots for the first time in a long They're time. 30th in the league in passing yards, third in rushing yards. Um, There's two teams have- worse than us. Well, what are the Jets at? Uh, I'll, I'll look that up. But Cam Newton, you know, he's 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 been fun. He has funny hats, and he likes his teammates, and he's you know the greatest interview the, the Patriots have ever had. But he still has five touchdown passes on the season and nine picks, and you can't tell me that you feel like he could come out and throw for three fifty tonight if it turns into a. Uh, God, no, he can't a do shoot that. shootout. He can't no. do it. No, you can't do it. Could we have a situation here where it's like a split quarterback thing? If you need to throw, Jared Stidham comes in because you look good, Jerry, at the end there. I, I, and Cam Newton was happy for him, said, Stiddy, Stiddy got the job done. Stiddy has, uh, you know, two touchdown passes in 26 attempts this year. And Cam Newton, to wideouts. He has two touchdown passes to wideouts in 26 attempts. Cam Newton has two touchdown passes to wideouts in 300 attempts. So, I mean, I think Stiddy might be better at getting it down the field. And it's kind of a dirty little secret because Cam is fun and they're one, they won three of four. And the dirty little secret is their quarterback is incapable of winning you get a game through the air. He's incapable of, of, of uh, you know, throwing for 350 and putting up 30 points through the air. It's most QBs in the NFL, they can do that now. You know, that's kind of the game. But he, he can't. You know, he's old school, man. He's running the ball and handing it off and, you know, not turning it over. That's what you ask of him. But anyway, it is fun. Thursday night football, I'm with you. I wish they played every night. It's, uh, it's Do you think great. there'll be any, like, changes? And, and I know 2020 is a weird, weird year, and I don't think the ratings, right, are indicative of any success. There's no, There's not a lot of success stories. But NFL traditionally just owns Sunday, top to bottom. Do you think they take any lessons out of this and say, you know, we could we could pull off other day? I don't know. Do you just no, think because they, they don't want to do Saturday because of college football. They yeah. don't want to do Friday because of high school football. Allegedly, to me, and we wouldn't and we wouldn't want them to do that, right? Like that's fine. We got enough. Well, football do, days. Too bad you're not in college football because there is drama deluxe with Ohio State now. Have you been following any of this? Yeah, I watch college football like starting now. I do. I used to, you know. Have- like you see the thing with Ohio State there, like uh, they're not yeah. in Michigan now, so they're they might be the best team in the country, and they're not going to be eligible. No, they changed the rule. They're eligible. Oh, they're, they're back. They fixed that. Yes, they're they're back. They fixed that. Um, Are they going to play A and M? Is that how they did it? Like I heard that was the way they they can schedule with Texas A and M. No, they just changed the rule. You don't need the minimum of whatever to six to make the playoffs. And you know what? They should. It's not Ohio State's fault. Right. Their their coach fought harder than anybody to get the season going. And it's not their fault that they have some political hack for a commissioner. Right. You shouldn't punish Justin Field for that. Exactly. I'm with you, and um, um, I think. I mean, the, the, the I think it's good for those are good four teams. They, they they're one of the four best, and that's a good right. thing. The college football playoff is better with Ohio State in it than with three SEC teams or something like that, or Notre Dame and Clemson. So it's going to be interesting if we get a scenario there where Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship, and Clemson beats Notre Dame, who's already beaten them, 
then you're going to have those uh, Florida's going to get in, Clemson's going to get in, Ohio State's going to get in, and it's going to be between Notre Dame and Alabama to get into. I mean, it's going to be crazy. So it's a really interesting. Notre college Dame and Ohio State. What was that? Between Notre Dame and Ohio State, correct? No, Ohio State will be in because they'll be the Big Ten designated team. All oh, right, right. We'll come out to Notre Dame and Alabama because neither will be a conference champion. All right, Alabama's not losing to Florida. Here's the answer. Well, I guess we could have guessed the Patriots are 30th. They average 191 yards passing a game. That's pretty bad. Jets are 31st, and your Baltimore Ravens oh, yeah. didn't even have to throw the ball to beat the Cowboys, who are a really good running team, good running quarterback. They're 32nd in the NFL in um, in uh, passing yards per game. Before we go, this reminded me. I wanted to do this quickly. Again, we did it yesterday. We talked about Spencer Smith, the 16-year-old kid from Brunswick, Maine, who killed himself because of the isolation, the loneliness, because he couldn't go to school, because he couldn't play football. He's, you know, he doesn't matter to the lockdown crowd. They're busy, you know, saving 85-year-olds with six comorbidities. That's their goal. And and God bless them. You know, they matter too. But Laura Ingram did a great piece, talked to uh, Jay Smith, Spencer's father, and I, I looked up the numbers, and it's incredible, and they don't even mention it. In uh, death per million, which is the most important stat, death rate, Maine, state of Maine, is 50th. Really? 50th. Interesting. Big, they, they have, uh, they've had 260 deaths total, I think it is, two hundred and in, in, in nine months, uh, 246. In nine months, the whole state, state of a million three. So it's really not like New York or even California. It's not like Massachusetts. It's Maine. It's rural. It's not people. There was one death of someone over under 50 last week. Tragic, no question. But I think a 16-year-old who is so lonely and just so depressed and kills himself, I think he matters more, I'm sorry, than someone who's 85. I just do. And I think – he and there's nothing wrong with saying that either. There's like anybody who pretend who feigns outrage over that is just a liar. If you don't think we value the young more than the ultra elderly, then you're just not living in this the reality that the rest of us are. I mean, that's just how it works. And we we talked about it yesterday and played some of his father, but Jay Smith talked to Laura Ingram and and he was great and he was it was heartbreaking and he and he had a message for all parents. He he said he didn't think his kid was that depressed. He didn't see it coming. He really, he said the thing that really sent him uh, on this downward spiral was when they canceled football, tackle football. He had gotten in shape. He was looking forward to it. He was one of these kids that was his identity. He's a big kid. Football was his outlet. It was his identity. It's what he, it was his passion. And for no reason, you know, Janet Mills, another petty tyrant, the main governor said, no more of that. School was one day a week. The rest was virtual. He didn't get any contact with his friends. He he gave up. He said he stopped working out, stopped riding his bike, and just gave up. And it, last Friday, he ended his life. And this is, I mean, we joke about the corrupt media, but this is one of those examples. I wonder, will you read, you know, a nice feature about Spencer Smith or, you know, from you know, New York Times or Boston Globe, will CNN do the story? Will MSNBC? They won't. I'm going to guess they won't because it does not serve their purposes. Fortunately, someone like um, 
Laura Ingram and what was uh, Janet, uh, the the woman we Janice? Uh, yeah, that was the local local main affiliate. The local there. reporter did yeah. a great job um, yesterday. I'll get her name. Uh, did a great job on this story, but it's just it's heartbreaking, and it matters. And the the idea that because you know two hundred and forty six elderly people lost their lives with the coronavirus in in the state. So Spencer Smith can't play football with his friends. It's madness. And at some point we all have to uh, uh, agree on that because the idea, the idea that he's expendable is, is nauseating and sickening. And I, I recommend you look for the, um, uh, you look for the Laura Ingram piece. I'm sure it's online and, uh, and look at the interview with his father, because it is a warning. It's a warning to other parents and, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, always what it seems. You should talk to the kids. I think you should do that now. Turtle boy, go talk to your kids, make sure they're doing okay. Are oh, they, yeah. you know, so it should be okay. We, you know, we thought I, I was wrong about one thing. I think we were all wrong about one thing. Once Biden got elected, they would open the schools, but no, not, not elected, inaugurated Jerry. There's yeah, a reason. Oh, I'm oh, oh, sorry. And the teachers yeah. unions would finally, you know, actually go back and do their friggin' jobs, but apparently that's not happening either. But, um, Right. Do you have that reporter's name? The reporter Jackie, but uh, Jackie Mundry. Uh, the only uh, Jackie know. Mundry did a terrific job. Yeah. I recommend checking her report out from the uh, from Brunswick, Maine, about the Spencer Smith family as well. And you wonder how many more stories are out there like that that you're just not hearing about. The only the only mainstream media outlet outside of uh, what you just said, Laura Ingram, was NBC published an article about it, but it's all local stuff out there. And you're right. If you could go to its shrink's office, like a child psychologist, psychiatrist's office, they would tell you they're overwhelmed with kids dealing with depression and loneliness, the parents concerned. It is a huge factor that's just ignored. I mean, you see CNN, all they do is talk about the death rate the cases, the spike, the overwhelmed hospitals, which is Turtle Boy knows is a lie. Uh, kids like this, they, they should matter more than they do now. But uh, anyway, check that out. Uh, check out Lauren Ingram's report and Jackie Mundry's report because this is a story that should not be ignored. All right, Turtle Boy, um, you got the big uh, blog coming up about the. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. You're going to stay tuned for the one I got coming this morning. It's about these. Uh, these performers, these healthcare workers slash performers who uh, liars, that's what they are propagandists. Oh, the liars, propagandists. That's that's Turtle Boy's word. That's Turtle Boy's word. Read him at tbdailynews.com. All right. Thanks, man. We will talk to you. And thanks to uh, Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU and Flagship. Uh, anything else, Cullinane? I'm surprised we didn't get the Jamel Hill. I, I think boxing in general is just a racist sport. So it's just well, that, see, that's a conversation that needs to be had. Here's the problem. And I was just reading it before we started. And because, uh, you know, I can't stand her. And she, it's amazing. She's got, she's got more jobs <laughs> and more money and never does anything worthwhile. She's not a good writer. We have already gone over that. But so Jamel Hill interviews uh, Jake Paul and asks him if he thinks it's racist that he knocked out. Nate Robinson? Yes. But there's, not too, she, there's not too much reasoning behind that concept. It's unlike just, usual, yeah. unlike what she usually does, she said she was just kidding. And I guess that's a solid defense in my mind. If she's just kidding, what else can you say? You know? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we were talking about the story before the show. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's still, it's on like a major network. It's a, it's it just for you to be kidding about something like that. You're putting the guy in a horrible spot. I, I, I would flipped out if anybody ever acted but like but that. Jake Paul, nobody cares what, about his feelings, and she claimed yeah. she was just kidding, yeah. and uh, and and he didn't take it that way. But you know, it's stupid. It's not funny, but. No. I guess it's a legit defense to say, Hey, we were just kidding. And I'm not going to sit there and say I was offended. Yeah. Just, she's just not good at any of her jobs. That's the bottom line. She's cashed in and she'll continue to cash in because you know, it pays race, race baiting pays and she's good at it, but she's terrible at writing. And I, I, I kind of don't believe her by the way, not that we need to go in. I mean, you I don't believe she was kidding. Well, I mean, her her co-host there, Kari Champion, like added in a serious way, like added to it. So it's like, okay, are you kidding, or were you talking about something right before you went live and having a, you know what I mean? It's or are you just saying in the moment you're just like, screw it, we're gonna take shit for this. So I'm gonna say I'm kidding, you know? True. I mean, you want to? I don't know how. She, I don't know what her reasoning would be because it's insano, like insanity. But it, you know, I, I don't know. You her, want, her, you want to play? It? You're in. You're yeah. in the story. story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Play it. And just, I mean, she claimed she was kidding. Uh, he didn't laugh. We'll see if it sounds like uh, she was kidding. To be honest, um, I, I almost started to protest this show because why? It, I, I'll tell you why. And this is our question of the week. We saw what happened to Nate Robinson. So I'm going to ask Jake Paul right here in front of America. Jake, um, considering where we are right now in our racial conversation in America, was what you did to Nate Robinson racist? <laughs> that is the oh. question of the week. Man. Nah, stop playing with me. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Jake, it's a sensitive time right now. We just had to witness a white man just knock a black man smooth out in front of all of America. So that's why I asked that. Yeah, I mean, she goes on and you'll see in two. I mean, if you kept watching, you'd see her her co-host. I mean, it just she's laughing. So I get it. But it just comes off to me like there's something else there. And they just decided to avoid it. Yeah, she's laughing. It's stupid. But that's the way her mind works, though. Her mind works. It must. Everything's racist and maybe she tried to come up with a racist angle and she couldn't so she said hey i'll just ask him if it was racist to knock him out and we'll giggle and and pretend we were just kidding and you know i guess she it's a it's a legit defense but why the hell are they even talking to him anyway that sounds like an awful interview yeah i know yeah i don't know i mean i guess he because he was trending online and they're trying to capitalize off that you know if you really cared about that situation like wouldn't you bring that up before the fight like what would happen if he knocked him out? Isn't that the goal of boxing to knock the guy yeah. out? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that was the most entertaining part of the night. It was certainly better than the uh, Tyson Roy Jones, Jones the draw. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Who's Jake Paul fighting next? Who's he got next? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. Uh, Floyd Mayweather or something. Yeah. Well, Floyd Mayweather is fighting his brother for a, uh, I don't know if it's charity. I forget. He's fighting his brother, Logan Paul, soon. Oh, good. At least he's not fighting his wife, which is which, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Sometimes it's a positive. All right. We'll see what he, what they have next for us. I can't wait to see the next big fight. All right. That's it uh, for today. We got, you know what? Next week, we got some big, big news. I'm, uh, we're not ready to uh, break it to announce it here, but we will next week, I believe. And I'm I'm pretty pretty fired up about it, and I know you are too, Colony. But and that- uh, and and let me give a warning if if you're hopefully you're still with us at this point. I always preach it, or I, I used to preach it a lot. Rate, review, subscribe, because uh, clearly today we have issues with places like Facebook. <laughs> we have issues with places like oh, no. YouTube. Rate, review, subscribe will never go away with there, and you'll be the first to get it when you're subscribed to the podcast. So please do so. 
Excellent. Appreciate it. Uh, That's Dave Callahan. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.